Welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race Canada, Season 1, Episode 1, titled A Laganza, A Stravaganza. <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. And we are the hosts of a podcast called You're Welcome America. So what we do on our own podcast is we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. And uh, so we are actually going to be talking about Drag Race Canada, which I'm super excited about. Um, so the, the funny thing is, on our show, we talk about British pop culture, American pop culture. So who better to talk about Canada? <laughs> well, the, the, the Commonwealth? Is, is that <laughs> still a thing? <laughs> look, look, we just want to be very upfront about it. Okay, everyone, we are not Canadian, but nope. we're not American, we're foreign. Yep. And, you know, we like to, you know, connect and translate and just, you know, bring cultures together is what we do. You're welcome in these times of trouble. So that's what we're here for on Drag Race Canada, as we're going to break down uh, every episode every week. And we should say, yes, we have coming up later in the episode an actual Canadian, an actual Canadian queen. It is Crystal from Drag Race UK season one. She's going to be hopping on board and she's going to be helping us out. Yeah. Just translating a few Canadian things. Yeah, separating the poutines from the... Uh, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> See, we need her. We need help. We need help. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is episode one. Fraser, take us away. Yeah, so it's the series premiere of the new franchise of Drag Race. So first we meet the 12 contestants competing for the title of Canada's first drag superstar. Uh, in the first mini challenge, the queens battle the elements for a Rocky Mountain themed photo shoot. And for the maxi challenge, the queens must create a high fashion look using materials from Canadian themed boxes. And on the main stage, the category is Oh Canada, Eh Laganza, Eh Extravaganza. <laughs> okay, so in that main challenge, Rita Baga is named the winner, while the judges place Lemon and Juice Box in the bottom two. And then after a lip sync battle for their lives, Lemon is told, Shante, you stay. While Juice Box is told, to sashay away so that's just to sum up here's the thing there are no spoilers because you're you're not going to be listening to this podcast unless you've seen the episode yeah exactly okay? so that's what's <laughs> happened and now we're going to be getting into it oh yeah let's do workroom entrances so okay. episode one is always so exciting because you get the workroom entrances just i don't know if you felt this but i felt like much like with drag race uk i felt like drag race canada was like factory going back to like the factory settings of drag race like mm-hmm. Just like taking away all of the kind of extremes and just going back to like, you know, kind of mid-season drag race, like seasons five and six, just like classic. That's what it felt like to me. Well, I think also it's that thing of like, you're doing season one of a show, even though it's an established show, it's season one in a new country, new culture, and you've just got to keep it clean. And yeah. You can't, no bells and whistles. Yeah. No little twists and turns. We're going to keep it clean. The episode starts and boom, like some yeah. enters, which I really appreciate. And I also just want to flag, I'm currently, I'm currently holding my hand up. <laughs> For listeners, because I know this is not a visual medium. Um, here's the thing. Episode one of any episode of, uh, or any season of Drag Race, it's hard to remember who they all are. Yeah, it, it, everyone is kind of a blur. And you get those standouts from like the first episode always, which I think is always usually the tops and the bottoms, because they're the ones that get the main kind of focus of the edit. But um, yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to be working our way through trying to get to know the queens and be able to reference them without having to look them up. Or, <laughs> but, Well, also, like I think as I was saying earlier to you, Fraser, it's like, and we should say his name's Fraser like Razor. Don't you dare try and put an eye in there. It's not Fraser. <sighs> we don't even have time to get into my, <laughs> my name and how Fraser. we pronounce it. But um, here's the thing. If we don't remember who one of the queens 
are, who they are, like that's their fault. They should, <laughs> they should be doing it. They should be, you know, giving it. Oh, you're that. putting it on them. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. Right. Who was up first? Let's start. So Priyanka is our first queen uh, through. She was wearing a very strange outfit. She was kind of holding that glittery question mark in front of her and then pulled away to reveal like the bodysuit with all, with her name kind of written over it. Oh yeah. I thought it, I kind of liked it. I thought it was smart to do like that. She's the first one in and she has the kind of question mark. It's like, who's it going to be? And then she has her actual name on it. I thought it was like a well thought through kind of idea. I felt she was very much the first person in. We're not going to give the best. We're not going to give the worst. Someone very middle territory. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? And I felt like it kind of, as soon as she revealed in that opening that she is a children's, a former children's TV host, yeah, it made perfect sense. And don't you feel like children's TV host to drag queen, actually, when you think about it, is there's a very short line between the two. It's that kind of like over the top kind of character, campy. I don't know. I felt like it kind of made sense. Well, it's, it's like all, you know, when you see all those queens around the world reading like children's books yes to children. it's like, <laughs> yeah oh, yeah that actually makes total sense because they're colorful they have big expressions like yeah. children understand that clowns <laughs> yeah, it's just some clowns just some clowns okay next up was uh now is it alone alona alona verley alona verley she had Who my this again so she had the big ring through her nose oh. and she had one of my favorite kind of workroom entrance lines in her interview where she just went i'm alona verley and i'm a fucking bitch <laughs> Clean, crisp, and concise. What was going on completely? There. She set the tone. Um, I kind of, I liked her look. She, she had the blue wig and the kind of the big kind of oversized cow nose ring, yep. like bull ring. I thought that was quite cool. And then she used that bull ring in the challenge, didn't she? She did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, we had uh, Kiara. Uh, oh yeah. So she, she really said it because she came in and just said, "En français, s'il vous plaît." So she's like, "In French, please." Now I'm going to be working some of my rudimentary in the UK. We call it GCSE French, which is the uh, qualification you take when you're in high school. I did get an A in GCSE French, so uh, uh, moi aussi. I'm going Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So we're going to be able to really. I mean, we should just be speaking French, we right? We should just be doing this in French. We were um, we were going to do that, but then we didn't. So, uh, pardonnez-moi. Yeah, excuse me. Um, So, yeah, I I liked her kind of entrance look. It was, um, oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, so she's the queen who um, had that interview look that we couldn't stop talking about. Remember, she's wearing like a, almost like a, like a mountain, like a a sweater that you'd wear if you were going skiing. And she's wearing the like beanie hat as well and the glasses. Yes, all in blue. All in blue. And she's a child. She's very young, only She's 21. Like, that's right, that's right, I remember yeah. her. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's so weird. We remember her more out of drag than in drag. Yeah, I don't really remember her entrance look as much as I remember her, like, mountain, kind of snowy cabin look as a boy. Sorry, Kiara. Okay, next up, Juice Box. Juice, that's, that's a Scottish accent. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, maybe I'll, take, maybe I'll take control of that one so everyone understands. Juice Box. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> ben you. likes to say Juice. Juice, Juice Box. So Juicebox is 31. My goodness, I didn't realize that she was she was that age. I thought she was much younger. She she gave me a really good like do you remember she came in, she's doing the kind of Victoria's Secret Angel look, and her kind of beginning was just her going, mm, ah, you like it? And I think they did her super dirty with the fact that they took all the music out of that moment. So it was just like complete silence and her just going, mm, ah, you like it? Was she also the one that got stuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I love, in general, I love Drag Race because unlike other TV shows, those are the best moments. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when someone, like something goes wrong, like in the um, the last season, uh, last American season, and in the reunion show, um, what's what's her name? And her ring light broke, and then she used her candle. Yes. <laughs> what's that final <laughs> Crystal Method. Crystal Method. Love that. Yeah. So yeah, Drag Race is very good. And we're saying this as people who have worked in TV, who have worked in TV production. Yeah, we do. I'm usually trying to make things look good, but love this this show basically celebrates the shit yeah and i thought actually it's weird because her entrance was kind of you know they they tried to edit it as like a bit of a flop with her like going oh uh. but weirdly it's one of the entrances that i remember the most because of kind of it was so funny <laughs> well i also think sometimes it's like with those queens so they're all bit, like anyone going into that competition you're like what am i gonna say what am i gonna do yeah and some of them over talk yeah. Whereas she was just like, I'm going to strip it down and I'm just going to make a noise. <laughs> she was very, um, do you know Pheromone from the US oh, seasons? Yeah. She had a real Pheromone vibe to me just because that was always, Pheromone's thing was always like, oh, oh. <laughs> um, okay, next up was Anastasia Anarque. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for I me out. loved Anastasia Anarque. She came in with just like, she literally came in and she's just like, call me mother, <laughs> which I love. I'm always, I'm also always just a big fan of, it feels like in the, sh- in general in Drag Race, there are children and then there are like adults. Yeah. There's no one in between. And so I'm always a fan of someone like her. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel, I feel relief because you've kind of worked out who you are as a person yeah. and who you are as a performer. I trust you. Whereas like some of the younger Queens have great moments but yeah, but they they psych themselves ch- out for sure. Exactly. Whereas, yeah, she, yeah, she's one of those like solid. I I think that I don't know if this is very specific reference that you might not get, but Mayhem Miller, she's currently on All Stars, but in her season, she did like a cowgirl look. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the week that she got eliminated, and um, Anastasia's look was very that when she came in. It was the kind of like, it was very like mother of the house, but toddlers and tiara kind of cowboy week. Does that make any sense? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we should say that Fraser is a real lifelong fan of Drag Race. And I kind of like hopped on in more recent years when the UK show started. So I, what's great is that you, I feel like we can really lean into all the shit. That yeah, you know. I'm, I'm looking back into the archives all the time. I'm far more fresh eyes over here. So sometimes, I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I watch an episode and I'm like, what, how does this format work? And you're like, oh, okay, here's what's happened. Yeah. They've twisted this. And I'm like, okay, but as a, just like a normal person watching this show, fine. I thought I liked that um, Anastasia did her like rundown of her titles as well. She's like, I'm Miss Grand Supreme. I'm reigning Miss Black Continental, Miss Gay Toronto. Like they did, they gave her that nice little edit of like, ding, 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 title, title. Totally. And that for her is like, she's like, she's like a pageant queen. She's a pro. She's experienced. She's got all these accolades. Yeah. And it's like, are you being, is she being set up to win, to, to like, to fall? Yeah. To, where is she going? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, okay, next up was Lemon. Just just Lemon. Just simply Lemon. Pucker up, motherfuckers. I loved her look. I thought that she kind of borrowed a little bit from... Do you remember Rihanna's um, Met Gala outfit that was like that big, long, yellow... Um, do you remember? Oh, God, I can't remember what year it was. And everyone... There were all the memes saying she looked like a piece of pizza, a slice of pepperoni pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like it was kind of a little bit inspired by that. And I loved how, like how long the train was when she walked, she did her like entrance line and then she walked to the other Queens and they did a nice wide shot of like her big long train, like trailing over the studio floor. I, I thought it was just a cool, a cool moment. Yeah. She's, I mean, lemon and another child. Yes. 
But always interesting, I think, when you've had someone. Well, I can't remember where she was from in Canada, but she moved to, to New York. Well, she did. She certainly didn't mention that she was from New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. She was cracking open that. <laughs> she was New York. Well, I'm from New York. Well, the thing is, I I did trade in New York. I'm from New York. <laughs> but then she had that nice moment, and we'll get to. It, she had that nice moment later on the show where she was like. Honestly, I I don't have any money. Yeah, I appreciated that. Well, I think that really goes in with what I'm saying about this being like a bit more of a factory reset where it's like the queens weren't maybe coming in. They're not coming in with as much of the money behind the other queens going into like, you know, American Drag Race. It's kind of like you can be a little bit more like doing it your own way. And I appreciate that a bit more. I think it gets you get a chance to really see who a queen is when they're like, making their own costumes and you know what i mean because totally. it's, it's their own touch rather than someone making something really impressive for them yeah it's like it's like with the season one of drag race uk it was a bit more down and dirty yes a bit more back to basics and you can actually see who these people were it was less like world of wonder had like cast them yeah buffed polished them up and ready to go yeah exactly these are diamonds in the rough mm. <laughs> or rough diamonds no diamonds in the yeah they'd be more rough diamonds because you're polishing them up okay got it blood diamonds (laughs) we won't go there okay scarlet bobo so she's she's kind of clowny isn't she yeah she she's clowny and she instantly mentions that she comes from like a circus she i think she says she's she's like circus school so she's got she's definitely gonna have some circus tricks always i'm always i'm always worried when someone mentions circus (laughs) It, it like and actually, Crystal coming in the show later, I mean, she's circus trained in terms of yeah. this stuff. I just, I get worried because also in Canada, we can ask Crystal about this. Although Scarlet Bob was from Toronto, Toronto? Oh no, she doesn't. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah. Um, I know Montreal has a huge circus scene. Okay. It's like, kind of like circus steampunk. There's like a whole thing that goes on there. Don't like the word steampunk. Oh, the cir- <laughs> no circus. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just nervous. Yeah, I mean, I I liked. I thought she had like a a kind of a messy, sloppy energy, but like a controlled sloppiness. Does that make any sense? So I kind of got like she's kind of being like, "Well, yeah, I'm like a bit like rock and roll," but I you can see behind it, there's a lot of thought, which I kind of think is something that probably is going to work to her advantage, or I think so because she's like a produced sloppiness. Yeah, exactly. It's like a sloppy ethos, but like she's very much in control of all of it, so it kind of could go either way it could really work or it could be like maybe a bit too contrived but i liked her it's always interesting actually just before we started this episode we went and you know watched meet the queens and then which we'd watched previously but meet the queens versus episode one is so different night and day because and it's really meet the queens they can sometimes be so much better or so much worse yeah and then you watch them in episode one you're like oh now i kind of get well i feel like Meet the Queens is like a sit-down interview and some of them just aren't, you know, they're a bit more muted, whereas they're coming into the workroom like fully pumped up and charged. And I felt like we got a real, much more real view of them. Totally. And you, they're speaking to their contemporaries. Yeah, So they're actually true. having like conversations with people. Okay, after Scarlett Bobo Kine. 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 Wait a minute. Kine's 21. So she was wearing... Kine is wearing... She was wearing the black and white spo- like sparkly bodysuit with the hat to the oh, side. okay. I had issues with You Kine. didn't like her entrance look, really, did you? Here's the thing. Kine was all like, I've got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, and she does tutorials for wigs, costumes, all that stuff. Great. But if you're saying that, you better fucking look amazing. Right. That wig. Do you that. feel like she didn't kind of... 
I just didn't represent it properly. No, I'm sorry, but that outfit didn't quite fit. It needed a few. From everything I've learned from watching um, The Hills and The City back in the day, they just needed a few fashion clips. That they could just clip oh, fashion in. clips around the back. Exactly, just a few clips. Yeah, um, she had some. She had some fit issues. If I'm going to bring all my years of watching Project Runway to oh, this, <laughs> there was some fit issues for sure. But I mean, I I wasn't like mad at it. I thought that her kind of overall like attitude coming in, I think you can see where the direction. I mean, it kind of Ariel comes out later in the episode, but that's definitely a trajectory that they're sending Kine on in this first episode. And I feel like yeah. she got like the intro to match that as well. It was kind of like it's. Re- I mean, it's real childlike enthusiasm and yeah. also there is that classic thing of if someone is good on youtube or Instagram yeah or, or i was about to say snapchat like it was the year 2016 <laughs> or like tiktok yeah they're quite often away from their ringlet computer screen they're not so great well it used to be early drag race was like pageant queen comedy queen and then the past few years they've they've started saying social media queen as like right. an extra thing. So you've got, yeah, your, your pageant, your comedy and your social media queen. The social media queens are on the whole kind of like tend to have a, a rough time because they, yeah, they're just, they're so used to just getting one opinion and they're not doing like the live shows and getting the audience feedback. Mm-hmm. But then someone like, um, Oh my God, I've completely forgotten her name. Oh, someone like Gigi Good from yeah. the last season. She's kind of a social media queen, but she knew how to fucking perform the shit out of everything. I mean, she's, she's, a, she's an entrepreneurial machine. Well, she was one. basically a cyborg, wasn't she? Yeah, completely. Um, um, so yeah, well, yeah, but also, would you say there's also, okay, what was your list of different queens we've got? Uh, comedy queen, pageant queen, social media queen. But is there, I also think now there's alt queen. Yeah, absolutely. I think that used to fall into comedy queen, but there's, you're right, there's definitely alt, alt queen, comedy queen, pageant queen. Because I wouldn't say like yeah. Evie Oddly's comedy no no she's she's alt she's alt but also a little bit fashion oh they blur yeah they just you know fingers and all those drag pies <laughs> okay next up i'm just oh I'm my just, god here's the thing when you get to someone i'm just excited to talk about boa uh bitch on arrival indeed oh and <laughs> I, i'm just i i'm just i'm so excited for boa such a lasting impression yeah Wait, she also the one who was like was she also the one that was like, you know, dancing, splits, blah, blah, blah. I can't do anything. Yeah, she, 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 did, she kind of did the perfect workroom entrance. Her look was insane. It was that kind of like cow print, cow udders, green hair, UFO hat. She oh, looked, UFO hat. She looked insane. She, she, you know, she did, she made impact in the actual workroom and she did the perfect combo of then, yeah, just being fucking hilarious in her interview. She just like, it happens every season. There's yeah. there's one or two queens who like arrive ready for it, and then you get the other queens that kind of go on the journey, which is also equally kind of as amazing to watch. But Boa just like you were Bo like, okay, a, fine. Boa's a star. Yeah, Boa's like, um, what's your chops from uh, last season of Drag Race? Um, You're thinking of Heidi in Closet. Uh, <laughs> Heidi, as soon as she started the show, like she's one of those queens who you're like, oh, you're a star. You're yeah. also like. It's like it's like a Cardi B. It's yeah, like someone <laughs> even when they're not doing their thing that they're famous for. Yeah, their personality is a star, and I think that's what Boa is. Absolutely, she she could have walked in like literally like wearing like garbage, just full on. Just she could have just glued garbage to herself, and I would have been like, well, yeah, there's a star. She's got <laughs> the star power because I think her outfit was like kind of terrible, but like well, in even a, the, the <laughs> UFO wig was 
he's a little bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, at one point, it was like bouncing off her head and yeah. like getting in the way. But it just, yeah, she could tell it just doesn't matter. And then there was a little sprinkling of how things are to come. Because remember, the other queens are like, oh, she has a reputation. <gasps> she has a bad reputation. And I was like, yeah. oh, I like that little kind of sprinkle of a tease. So that seed producers. Well, I also feel like just in general in this, like the workroom entrances, I like... Obviously, I know Canada is a huge country, but it seems like the drag scene is very concentrated in kind of the three territories and the three cities. So, like, it's definitely a much smaller scene. And I, that felt that felt like it was reflected in the fact that they all genuinely seem to know each other <laughs> or they know each other, each other's reputation. And, yeah, it felt a bit more kind of familiar. And I think the same was with Drag Race UK. It's totally. just like you had like. The London Queens, even within that, you would have like an East London Queen, but then yeah. you had Northern, then you had Irish. Yeah. Then, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally know what you mean. And, and actually, that's something we can talk to Crystal a bit more about the difference between about the, the Montreal Queens versus the Vancouver Queens versus the yeah. Toronto Queens. And, and all the other Queens are just scattered around the rest of those mountains and places. <laughs> okay, Rita Baga was next. Yes. So she, um, she came in in that kind of neon green sci-fi looking number she had the green hair i think she had like contacts i can't say that i got like a huge impact from rita bagger just okay. like i think maybe it's because you and me were both still our heads were spinning from boa so we were, yeah. we were like anyone could have walked in next and we were like still kind of on the boa train i know she won like best drag of montreal like four times but i'm always i wonder if she's just gonna be good just yeah. solidly good, but not outstanding. Yeah, she she's definitely coming in with like the pedigree and the skill, but um, I'm just not sure. Just from that first entrance that I got, the like, where's the uniqueness? I got the yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Speaking of uniqueness, next up was Jimbo in that Mickey Mouse, <laughs> the kind of S and M Mickey Mouse kind of freak show yeah. look. So Jimbo now again, Jimbo thir- age 37. As I said before, always appreciate an older queen because they've, they've got experience and know who they are. I feel like Jimbo could go a few different ways. Could end up being like a crystal method, like yeah. a bit odd and really, really flourish. Or it could be like, oh God, again, I can't remember the queen. There was a queen in the last season of uh, US where she was odd and she's like, but that's my thing. But then she sort of floundered. Yeah, there's, there's definitely like a history that goes back with queens who are in character. Yeah. And a lot of the time it gets to the point where they always get told, like, we just want to see the real you. We know you do a character. It's like Bende La Creme. She was like the prime example of that. She ended up showing like her real heart as well as the character. But then you have to also think about, I don't want to just spend the whole episode going back into other seasons and talking about other comparing queens because I don't like doing that. But I think comparing types is kind of maybe more of a fair thing. And you have to remember like Sharon Needles. She came into the workroom and was doing like a, ooh, I'm a spooky witch voice and was like very much doing what Jimbo was doing in terms of like a a character voice, a real like affectation. But then over the weeks, the real Sharon was showing in the workroom and then through the challenges and she was hilarious. So there's definitely like, chance and time for that to happen and i liked i like jimbo i like those were unique like that was a unique look they're one of the ones that stick in your head exactly it might not be to my personal taste um and i already they were like setting up as well that comp that kind of like uh competition because anastasia was like shocked at jimbo's look and yeah it was like, okay we get it you're like a, a beauty pageant queen and you're like you're shocked at the freak and I'm using that in quotation marks. Yeah. But then that does all kind of go in with the kind of factory, factory settings return to 
the you know cleansing the palette and going back to nice early drag race that that was the thing was like a queen that was a bit freaky was a shock and it was shocking those those high drag kind of pageant queens and i'm not like mad at that being a storyline for a first season kind of yeah different drag race because it's it just it works with the you've just got to find your feet with it and i think it kind of works with that okay next up tainomi banks now <laughs> first of all the name the name the, and her explanation of the name just really made me laugh <laughs> it's just like tyra banks you know naomi campbell fine Naomi banks. banks again now she's 38 i really appreciate the confidence yeah in her. and that's like for me that's earned confidence yeah she just glided in she's like this is what i'm doing I'm amazing. And I'm like, no, yeah, you are amazing. And her look was pretty basic in the sense that it was a sparkly bodysuit and like a high pony. But yeah, you're right. It's it's that kind of like, sometimes you can breathe a sigh of relief with people where you're like, yeah. okay, fine. You're like fully in control of what you say and what you do. And even if she's one of those queens that like might not be able to adapt to challenges, but you're never going to feel like she's like Shit. adrift and at sea with herself. It's like, it's like when you go see like stand up comedians, like sometimes like, if Jimbo were a stand-up comedian, she would make me nervous. Yeah, you're so right. But whereas like Tainomi, I'm like, oh, I trust you. Thank goodness. Yeah. Relax. I can have fun. I can enjoy it. Yeah, you're right. It's like the sign of a good entertainer is makes the audience feel safe. Totally. Although this is a this is a real quick sidebar. But have you ever watched um when because you know um Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks had like a famous oh, rivalry? Oh yeah. Have you ever watched when Tyra had Naomi Banks on her talk show. It's, it's amazing. It is one of the funniest. Just and Tyra's like, you did all these things, and Naomi's like, did I? She's like, I don't think so. Just <laughs> the, the way that she like, you could tell Tyra wanted this big like redemption, like the two of them like crying and getting the highest ratings for her talk show. And it was so funny to see Naomi Campbell being like, oh well, I mean, sweetheart, I don't really remember it like that, but I guess maybe that was how you see it. Just uh. has Naomi ever done an episode of Drag Race? Because she no. Is- she would she would be so good well, at not it. only is she like such she's she's a look she's a yeah. look queen she's high but, drag but also she's a phenomenal judge yeah she's oh you're welcome world of wonder just you are welcome stick that We're in your pipe throwing that out there and also she's british so um we could somehow talk to her and she would understand <laughs> our language okay those were the queens yeah so now we get like I'm just a bit disappointed with this because we got like a, we got the standard like, Ooh, girl, I really wanted like a Canadian, I wanted Rue to do like a Canadian video message. I know she did in the actual video message itself, but I want the Ooh, girl to be like just a fun little, you know, a twist on. Yeah. It. But I was a bit disappointed. I thought that was a missed, a missed opportunity. But I will say like seeing Rue pop up, I was like, okay, I feel relief. I'm in safe hands. Yeah. You're like, she's, she's Good. stamped, she's stamped the franchise. It's like, thank goodness. And then out came the judges yeah so this is a fun this is like something we have to kind of discuss so standard this is like meet the queens it's yeah like the judges <laughs> completely because it's like you know classic drag race would be rue would do the you know you'd hear the woo girl and then rue would come out and obviously everyone does their thing where they go goes, <laughs> but this obviously it was like three people coming out so it's like okay what we're doing is we are not setting the scene that what which is what i thought is that brooklyn heights would be the RuPaul of this, of the Canada drag race. Yep. It's like, Oh, I thought she was going to be, you know, in obviously in male, you know, in male drag for like the workroom, but I thought it was going to be her coming out introducing. And then we'd meet the judges when we got to the runway. But I like that they came out as like a combined force and they were very clear from the start 
that the three of them yeah. make the decision about who stays and who goes. Well, they had to be because let's be honest, there's no comparison to Rue. Yeah, like Brooke, if Brooklyn was trying to properly step into Rue's shoes, like that would just be. A I thought thing. it was. I thought it was pretty smart because it's just like being like, hey, okay, we're going to do something different so that no one has the chance to be like, oh, Brooklyn Heights is not like Rue. And I'm actually like, I'm glad they did that because I, I'm, I really. I just didn't need any of that kind of criticism because I actually really like Brooklyn Heights. I think she's funny and I think she's beautiful. And I don't know. I just didn't really she want was, her to be like torn apart being like, oh, she's not as yeah. good as Rue. So she, and she was good throughout the episode. Then you had that actor, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. So he, he's been on, he's been on Drag Race uh, US like quite a few times as a judge. And he's just like very, he's a good choice. I think he's like very handsome for, for one thing. He's gets everyone very like thirsty, but also like he, he just had when he's been on drag race us he had very solid like critiques mm-hmm. he felt like he much like how um ross and carson were both on episodes before they became judges it felt like they were drag pulling from the drag race pool Got it. and bringing him onto canada so that for him and brooklyn to be together it felt like okay well we're taking two people from us drag race and like and then there was that amazing um wait, before, canadian model before we get to her i just want to say because i didn't know who jeffrey was so i went on um uh, Wikipedia and I clicked on uh, Jeffrey and I was like I just want to know a bit more about him I clicked on personal life the only thing it says in personal life is Boer Chapman is gay and that's it <laughs> oh my god I would that's my dream is to have a Wikipedia page for it just to say Fraser is gay <laughs> <laughs> okay then we had the final judge Yes, the final judge. So that was Stacey McKenzie. I had never heard of her, but she is um, a judge on, or she's been on uh, Canada's Next Top Model as a, you know, mentor, guest mentor, guest judge. Mm-hmm. She's a Canadian model. She's, um, I liked her. I thought she was a really cool, I, it was an unexpected person for me. I was like, oh, okay. She's like a little bit older. I just, I thought she was a cool, just a nice, cool addition. And also it makes sense. If she's a model, she's, she, she understands looks. And also if she's done, um, top model she also understands competition shows yes. and judging um do you think she ever goes by the name trace <laughs> maybe oh not trace well, I'll, say again. I'll say that again say that again cut that out brie do you think she ever goes by the name stace <laughs> maybe stace oh. mckenzie stace mckenzie oh she could that's that's like that's like england and scotland stace mckenzie <laughs> And then, yeah, so they, this is where they um, lay out the prizes. So, Ooh. I mean, let, first of all, we'll just talk about the cash prize, which is great. $100,000. But we were disappointed they didn't make more of the fact that it's Canadian dollars. We yeah. wanted to be like, 100000 Canadian dollars. Yeah, they should have they should have overdubbed, like, yeah, Brooklyn being like Canadian. <laughs> and then my other favorite prize, a year's worth of hotel stays at Hilton. Now, in this current climate, a year's worth of stays at hotel <laughs> not sure and also what does that mean can i get rid of my house and stay in a hotel for a year that's a year do you know what though like outside of covid and if you were a queen that's like touring and stuff that's actually pretty that's actually a pretty sweet deal like imagine if you take the first year of like doing your gigs and then never having to pay for hotels that's kind of actually pretty good okay we're going to take a quick break and then we will come back and talk about the mini challenge Okay, shall we get into the mini challenge? Okay, so the the mini challenge. Mm-hmm. I loved this mini challenge. This was truly, I know I'm going to keep saying this all throughout this recap, but if we're going back to the factory settings of Drag Race again and restarting, this was like, 
you know, I don't know if you remember this, but there was, I think it was season two, they did a Gone with the Wind. It was called Gone with the Window uh, kind of challenge. It was all themed. And they did a photo shoot where they were all like straddling a cannon. And then they turned on a wind machine and kind of blew them. It reminded me of just these first few seasons of Drag Race where the first cha- first mini challenge was always a photo shoot challenge with like some battle against the elements. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good way to get to know the queens because you could they could do it pretty quick. And then you can compare all the photos. Yeah, and you get all the photos to compare, but you just, I like, it's it's a good chance for them to just get individual snapshots of each of them. You get like a little bit of personality and you get to see them kind of doing the photo shoot. And especially this kind of whole like battling the elements thing. They love doing that on early drag race because it's like you just end up, especially with the wind, you get all these shots totally. of all their like lashes like stuck to their face. <laughs> I also like that they're still in their looks from the the beginning from the workroom. Yeah. Like, oh, this is helpful. Can I so I can actually start to work out who each of you yeah. are? Yeah, because it used to it used to be that thing of like the queens almost started getting a bit savvy to it. So they would try and come in in looks where they felt like they could like be plunged into water or like <laughs> have like wind, you know, stuff thrown at them, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Let's flip through them relatively quickly. I think on also, I just want to say the photographer they had, I'm quite impressed that that was the photographer who did the yeah. cover of Ariana Grande's dangerous woman album. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's legit. And just, they're sticking with this thing of, so in the, you know, in uh, American Drag Race, it would be Rue and the photographer watching the girls do the mini challenge. But I like that there was, again, all three judges and the photographer watching the mini challenge. So it's mm-hmm. like setting that precedent, like, no, all three of us are going to watch everything and know everything. So um, we've got... <laughs> why, why, why don't we just talk about our, our most memorable or worst ones in here? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like, for me, I think Kine... Kine won the mini challenge mm-hmm. and I was a little questionable because I felt like even in the photo you could see that her costume wasn't fitting kind of properly and which is part of the as you were saying it's part of the gag of having a wind machine yes absolutely yeah I'm not I'm definitely not criticizing it for for yeah exactly saying that she it, it just it kind of highlighted I don't I feel like it wasn't the best picture I feel like maybe there was a little bit of tactics at play of having Kine in charge of selecting everyone's boxes for the main challenge Ooh, you know yeah, i think there's a little bit of i call i call shenanigans on that completely i liked um scarlet bobo like flailing around yeah she was I, funny i always appreciate someone who goes that kind of route one flailing around I'm like, I'm <laughs> oh and rita bagger made me laugh Jeremy, she was just going ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, screaming into the wind machine that really made me laugh um anastasia posed with the flag between her legs i mean that's classic quite quite go-to yeah in many ways oh and then now we're talking about when um ilona ilona came out because she came out first and she's the one that put the put the flagpole through her nose ring yeah. and they were all like no 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 you're gonna and then she just whipped it out of her nose and it wasn't fully attached i really liked that good, good reveal like that i liked i i really felt like um the three the three judges as well that's when i started getting like a fun i was like okay they they, they had good chemistry i felt like when they were watching the queens like they're all laughing and like grabbing each other it felt like for me, it set up like a thing where I was like, okay, I like these three already. Like you can tell that they're bonded together by this being such a strange it's, new thing. At the very least, they'd all been out for dinner the night before. <laughs> yeah. had like a, you know, like a get to know your dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Drinks. <laughs> Actually, do we know what city this is filmed in? That is such a great question. I, I'm, oh, we can ask Crystal. We'll ask Crystal. We can ask, ask Crystal. Ask Crystal. <laughs> for the actual Canadian. Um, I enjoyed, uh, I mean, Boa as ever. Uh, I mean, as ever. We're happy through <laughs> episode one. I'm like, as ever, Boa's amazing. <laughs> She's um, our queen. But Boa's, Boa charging as a cow, loved it. Um, I think also going back to what I was saying earlier about the beauty of Drag Race is 
you show parts you show parts of a tv show that you wouldn't get in other tv shows yeah so for example juice box falling on the way out yeah like that's like that's basically the camera shouldn't even probably been on at that point like you know what i mean the camera yeah. people were like having a break and it's like okay we've done the challenge by juice box and juice, juice box falls on her way out love that yeah there's there's definitely i think there's a little that's a nice little nod to there's a bit of history of like queens slipping over after they've done these these kind of messy mini challenges there is i think it's Oh my god, is it Alyssa Edwards? I think she fell, she slipped over after doing this like messy mini challenge for the first episode. She falls, they literally gave her like a clown, like boom noise. And she just she's like, at least I looked cute doing it as she walked out. And I bet she did. Of course she did. Alyssa is. Like she would just turn it into like a a gymnastic. (laughs) Anyone else that we want to mention? Oh, actually Jimbo. Jimbo was funny. She just she basically just spread her legs into the wind. But Jimbo, that's also like um, the fact that Jimbo was de-dragging because Jimbo, yeah, again, age 37, I think that shows a level of confidence that some of the other queens wouldn't do that, wouldn't sort of take off clothes and things and ruin their look. I guess that's what I'm going to say. However, we do know that in the American season, Rue, particularly with wigs, has major issues with that kind of behavior. Not to say that Jimbo ruined her wig, but... No, you're you're right. And I do, I think... I think there's definitely that a part of that is the whole thing of that's the point of these like messy mini challenges yeah. is it's like, yeah, like let a queen's wig blow off or like let a queen's lashes fall. But like if the picture is fierce and funny, it's kind of like a, a double whammy of like a winner. It's very like um, to, to keep throwing it back to that very first, that first mini challenge where they were straddling a cannon. There is um, a great like gif of, um, well, while you think of that, I think that's a very good point. All all shows in 2020, basically, it's all just about creating gifts and yeah, moments. True, Drag Race is always like memeing and gifting themselves anyway. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I feel like there's um oh yeah, it was Sahara Sahara Davenport um R.I.P. She um she has like this amazing gif of her eyelashes. She had these huge, huge lashes on and it's like one eye is completely shut and the other eye is just flipping backwards and forwards like a, <laughs> like a little butterfly. And it just is, it looks funny, but she also looks like, she looked like beautiful as well, yeah. which is that kind of, I love that combo. It's like, that's pure drag race for me. So how do we feel about the winner of this challenge? Well, first of all, she won a thousand dollars worth of latex couture, which always makes me laugh. Now we don't know. <laughs> that could be a lot. That could be a lot of latex. A thousand Canadian dollars. <laughs> yeah, a thousand Canadian dollars of latex couture. We don't know. Maybe is that reams and reams of latex? We should have looked at the exchange rate really, shouldn't oh, we? Shit. But yeah, I, I call, I call producer shenanigans for making kind the winner of the mini challenge, mm. because as we know with drag race, the winner of the mini challenge is always someone who gets to decide something to do with the main challenge. And that's always such a, that sneaky, sneaky little producer way of getting them to pick something that like screw another girl over or like cause a little bit of drama. So I'm always, I've always got my eye on those sneaky, sneaky producers, mainly because you and I are TV producers. So we're like, well, yeah, that's what I'd do. Yeah. The <laughs> You're like Which, put the troublemaker is in the position of power. That's like, really good TV. Like, Wait a minute. Did I do this? Is this, <laughs> is this, is this, is this my show? Um, okay. And that was the mini challenge. I want to say shout out beautiful set. Yeah. That giant Rocky Mountain loved it. Yeah. As someone who's been to the Rocky Mountains many times, <laughs> I was like, that they did it. They you, got it right. You really felt like they, they captured the majesty of the Rockies. 100%. <laughs> and I also think that, I, again, going back to the photographer they used who was major, that was 
all the, sh- the pictures. Yeah, the stills, the stills were, were better beautiful. Than others, others, but in general, they're all really good. Yeah. It they was... were like David LaChapelle level photography. <laughs> yeah. Kind of amazing. <laughs> Which, by the way, you say David LaChapelle. I always get him confused with Dave Chappelle, a 100%. comedian. For a really long time, I thought he was a comedian who also did like amazing high end photography. And I was always a bit like, wow, he's what a Renaissance man. Like, <laughs> what two weird careers to pick, like comedy and photography. But that's me being an idiot. <laughs> okay. And as ever in an episode of Drag Race, all these up to that main stage. That maxi challenge. That maxi challenge. Let's get to it. And do you know what? I did a bit of Googling and I've got a picture of all their looks, which is very helpful. Oh, yes. Thank you. That that noise you hear is just me moving the laptop around, swiveling it around in the studio. So (laughs) have a look. Okay. So you help me with the order. So what we need to do really, so we need to start with, so first of all, the pit crew comes out. Yes. Um, we 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 see Canadian pit crew. I uh, I'm mm, sure. <laughs> I, uh, I got it. But let's not discuss that because yeah. So they come out, and this is another fun nod back to the past. So Kine is in charge of assigning different um, O Canada themed boxes. So this is a lovely throwback to season six, where they had a two part. Um, intro episode and one of the challenges was uh they had to pick boxes which were themed after different tv shows and again it's that same thing of inside in the boxes was different fabrics and they had to make their look based on that i love this as a first maxi challenge it's old school drag race it's like it's sewing skills it's creativity it's like it's like we're so used to drag race now being so kind of especially because all stars is airing and we're just seeing these like high-end costumes and concepts which are fucking amazing to watch but like i love this reset of like Mm. the first challenge you guys are gonna make something and this is where you start to this is where you see the queens who can sew but also the queens that can just wrap themselves in a piece of fabric and fucking work it as well it just truly is such a good first like maxi challenge i love it i also love any challenge where the props department's been busy yeah (laughs) that props department's been busy with boxes and labels theming those boxes now this challenge was all wasn't it sponsored by roots it was so i just want to explain should i say that word in my accent so everyone can understand it Sponsored by Roots. Roots, not Roots. Uh, <laughs> roots. So Roots is kind of like, I think the US equivalent of Roots is like American Eagle or Abercrombie. Okay. What's the UK equivalent, actually? Well, we have Abercrombie in the UK, don't we? So oh, Jack, Jack Wills. Jack Wills. Jack Wills. Just talking to everyone there. Yeah, not sponsoring this episode. Okay. So, so, so yeah, basically, there's different different themed boxes, and Kine is in charge of assigning them. So, should we just go through what the boxes, who, who she gives what box, and what we actually understand about the boxes? Because some of them okay. I'm real confused about. So, first of all, um, she gives Lemon the Jock Scraps box, which I think is super fun. It's Got like it. hockey. Canada, hockey, sports, done. done. Love it. Um, Alona gets the... <laughs> How do you say this one? But Muskakor. Muskakor? Oh, I'm really, I'm real confused about that Question one. For Crystal. Yeah, we'll ask Chris about that one. Well, hang on, just let's look at Alona's picture so we can, um, I can remind myself. Where is she? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, now we're looking at what she made. Still don't understand what her theme box theme was. Yeah, no clue. Um, and then Rita gets the Quebec Foix box. I liked, I liked that box. And obviously she got that because she is a Quebec queen. So it was all like, it's the kind of, it, it oh, suited her oh, territory. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Foie. Quebec foie. 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 Cold. Cold, 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 cold. Il cold. fait foie, il fait chaud. Uh, mais oui. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, 
Then we have Jimbo. She got the rain blow it up box, which was the rainbow themed oh, yeah. box. That's fun. Um, Priyanka got the gone fishy box, a fishing, <laughs> fishing themed box. Just a nod to Canada's fishing scene. Well, the lakes. Got to have those oh, lakes. Lakes. Well, lakes and oceans. They're surrounded. Oh. <laughs> okay boa got the most confusing and the funniest box man of green gables box so man it's a play a play on anne of green gables oh the anne canadian fictional character got it, got it, got it. <laughs> there were potatoes in there yeah it was very okay, confusing we'll get back to that get to back to that <laughs> um kiara got the like a prairie box which i love great pun on like a prayer that's kind of canadian prairie look that is, you try to find. I'm like, for, for, for listeners out there, I'm looking at all the looks at once and I'm just spitting my finger around. This is her hair, the kind oh, of scarecrow, like scarecrow, scarecrow kind of corn husk look. Um, Anastasia got the Canada gay box. This was like standard, solid, love, just, you know, Canada themed, beautiful. Oh, I love that one. Um, I skipped over, t- oh no, I didn't. So Tainomi, she got the Lumberjanes. So that's all kind of, you know, your, your lumberjack themed, mm-hmm. your plaid, or if you want to say in UK speak, your tartans. Be careful. That's my culture. Yes. Well, we're talking about the, uh, <laughs> how the, the Scottish culture has trickled into mainstream UK culture where you say tartan or Czech. Yeah. Like, uh, Czech. Yeah. Czech. Oh, we're getting real bogged down in oh, semantics here, aren't we? Yeah. Um, sorry. Next up, Scarlet got the glampede box. We both, we both look at the pictures of all the outfits and we're like, which one was that? We'll come back to this. <laughs> Glampede. Glampede. Hmm. Oh, Stampede. Oh, I know a bit about this. In Calgary, in Alberta, they have the Stampede every year. Calgary Stampede. And that is... No, no, no. Is that right? But anyway, they have the Calgary Stampede, which is like a rodeo and it's a very big deal. That, I think, isn't that this one? Yes, that's Scarlet Bobo. Sorry. I was so getting, basically... I'm getting myself confused because she's called Scarlet, and I think, keep thinking of Scarlet Envy from an old season of Drag Race. Scarlet Bobo. Yes, so it's the cowboy-themed cowboy box. Cowboy-themed one. Rodeo. Got cowboy it. Stampede Rodeo. Thank <laughs> God we're here. And then Juice Box got the Much Rusic Video Prance Box. So, <laughs> so that's from Much Music, yes. which is kind of like Canada's MTV. No clue if it still exists. Oh, it definitely does. Oh, they it have does. the... Yeah, they have the Much, the Much Music Awards is like the MTV awards. It's like a big Got music, it. music awards in Canada. And um, for some reason, I know that I don't know how <laughs> at some point that's got into my head, like over culture. So do you, do you think that, um, that she did any kind of shadiness with her box selection? I actually think, I think they tried to set her up because they, they already were seeing that she could be a bit of like an upstart kind of queen. Mm-hmm. I think they made her do that because she, they thought she was going to screw someone over. I felt like everyone was like pretty, no one seemed like put out by the box that they got. There wasn't, no. there wasn't any of that like, oh no, what have you given me kind of thing. So in terms of fairness, all the boxes, if you're, here's the thing. If you're a good queen, you could get any of those boxes well, and you could make something amazing. That's and something it. on brand for you. But that's it. They're, they're, the, the kind of go-to like reference for that for me is always Ben de la Creme on season six. They, she got a, um, she got a golden girls themed box and she couldn't sew. And she won that mini challenge. She literally hot glued the most amazing outfit together. It's I'll, I'll show you, show you afterwards. Cause I know you're not into the, the drag history, but like Ben de la Creme's golden girls, look was so on point and she glued it like so you don't even have to be like a crafty queen that can sew you just have to be smart in exactly. how you do it exactly um 
so then yeah this is this, we just get some like fun kind of workroom stuff so it's like they um is it in rita's box oh yeah it's in rita's box where she finds cheese curds which is the kind of quebecois thing and then, <laughs> if i got those cheese curds i would be like yes because that is a prop that's yeah. something and she used it as a prop yeah that's she was smart you want. yeah that just any kind of time you could just throw like a bit of dumb campness a bit of comedy into that into a look that's always a good idea and then i loved i loved some of the kind of workroom chat because that's when alona talked about being indigenous remember yeah. and i i thought that was really cool it was like she talked about how it's like yeah so i just again again you probably heard me you probably heard me whisper Tattoo. yeah this is I, I was like which one's alone again Tattoo, she's yeah. she's the one that had my favorite entrance remember That's i'm alone right. and i'm a fucking bitch right. <laughs> she no i i she's good i like her yeah she's good. and also i mean it's always it's always good to work out your usp and how you would you know how you differentiate yourself. So have, and I'm sure the producers totally wanted her to talk about her heritage, Yeah, but it's, it's good to, to bring up something that is unique to her. Well, and I like, I like the way she put it was really cool because she said that the indigenous culture was about the kind of dual, dual spirit. And she said that that's what she brings to drag is like man and woman together. I thought it was, yes, exactly. It's like, this is why I, this is why I fucking love these like first seasons of drag race, like drag race UK and this, it's very back to basics and like, I don't know. That really touched me. I I really liked that. Also, I also love the fact that like, like back in the day when they were talking about dual spirits, like never in a million years would they have imagined like a drag queen and what that might yeah. be. And now, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful reference. Yeah. I loved that. And then anything else from the workroom? I thought that I liked that they brought up, Boa talked about being sober. Yeah. Because it felt like it kind of play, it kind of played into how she got that reaction when she walked in where they were saying like, she has a reputation in the drag scene of being really difficult. Mm -hmm. And then she addresses that almost like almost, you know, instantly in that first episode by saying like, you know, before I got sober, I was a real mess. I was in these clubs drinking, like causing trouble. And, you know, you can tell that's, that's something that she recognized and took control of. And then it's nice because that's when um, juice box kind of opens up. And I think they, they make a really good point where they both talked about like, I think Juicebox says like, oh, were you worried that people were going to stop coming to your shows when you were sober? Because part of the like, the fantasy is like coming to see your queen and then after they're performing, seeing them like shit faced in a club yeah. afterwards. And I thought that was kind of cool to be like. And did she reply? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, she did. And I think that's really important because it's like, you know, drag has now reached this reached this level where it's like, no, they're entertainers and you should have the respect of an entertainer where you come and watch them perform. You're not coming to watch them like yeah. fall apart and it's be no, a mess. It's, it's not no, they drag doesn't just exist in drunken clubs anymore. Yes, that's that's that that's you've you've hit the nail on the head there. It's like it's not all about like seeing a queen at one AM and then seeing them like drunk and you know, being like, Oh look, I saw so and so from Drag Race, she was wasted. But, but it's that, more like, oh my god, I saw so and so perform from Drag Race, they were fucking amazing. But that also made me realize something about Boa is that she has a real hectic, messy energy to her. But because she's now, that's probably who she was previously. But now, as a sober person, she can sort of produce. It's channeled. It's channeled. And yeah. she can take control of that messiness and use it wisely. <laughs> I do also think, as ever, the fact that Juicebox got so much airtime in that chat. Mm-hmm. Also, I was like, oh, well, yeah, you have to, it's, it's because you have to, you have to like heavily feature someone before they get booted off. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. Booted off. Booted. Yep. A booted off. Yeah. It's, it's a shame when you, when you can kind of recognize that as the formula, it's kind of always a bit of a shame, but 
it's just the way it goes with with like reality tv we're not we're all conscious of like the edit and how it works so you can't really avoid that so that was the workroom is there anything else in the workroom no i think that was pretty much it it was just a lot of like I, I got it gave me like a real lift just seeing them pulling all pieces of fabric out and yeah. you know gluing things to their head and cobbling stuff together it felt very old school drag race and it gave me like a bit of a charge so then we got to the main stage but before we got there we got a bit of a guest judge didn't we yeah so this is where they like clearly were gonna like show how things are working ever so slightly different for drag race canada so obviously classic american drag race even uk drag race we would get you know and that's when you get the reveal of rue she comes down talks to the judges i like this this is like okay what we're going to do is obviously each week the guest host instead of being the guest judge is going to be the guest host so this week we got alicia cuthbert i had to explain to you who she was (laughs) she is yeah she she made her name on 24 but she's also in iconic uh, comedy sitcom Happy Endings, and that's how I will. She will forever be in my heart because of Happy oh, Endings. Yeah. She's a she's a Canadian Canadian star. So yeah, instead of getting kind of the reveal of Rue showing off her look of the week, we got Alicia Cuthbert showing off her look. She walked down the runway, she does a pose, and then she actually said like, "Welcome to Drag Race Canada," which is kind of like, "Oh wow!" So you, this is where we first got the hint that it's like, "Oh no, Brooklyn Heights is not going to be doing the kind of RuPaul mother." arriving and yeah. i was like okay that's smart because again Very smart took the pressure off it's exactly it's like brooklyn heights is then not under the pressure to be like rupaul in a in a gown looking flawless it's like that's not fair on anyone because rupaul is this fucking you know alien robot of glamour that like no one can touch so i love that it's like okay no pressure on brooklyn it's like the guest the guest host every week is just going to turn a look and they're going to bring their own individual kind of style to it as well so that we're not sticking to that like rupaul flair and rupaul isms mm-hmm. i think it fell a little flat when she had to do the rupaul back and forth with the three the, the three other judges yeah. i felt like it fell a little bit flat because those rupaul back and forth jokes are very kind of heavily produced anyway and they just work because you're used to like the and Ru's very good at doing that laugh that could, yes like, fake the laugh. forced laugh that yeah. you, it, it forces you to laugh and you're like oh that was funny even though it was absolutely not funny exactly. so let's take it to the runway take it to the runway let's start so anastasia is the first queen out she is in the kind of that red quilted kind of oh. puffer sports shiny sports look oh i loved I loved her look. It looked very professional. Yeah, I thought she made such a smart cho- choice to use that kind of puffy fabric. It was so kind of, she just looked, she looked so cool. I think, I, I think her wig was a little flat. I don't know if you, if you thought that too. Yeah, she, but I'm okay because you had the puff in the coat. So you had the volume on the coat. You and had then, the vol- yeah. And also she looked warm. She did. I just, I thought that was just such a smart choice. It's like, she really, because her theme was just Canada. And I thought she did that really well. It was like, yeah, we're cold, but she was wearing basically like a swimsuit underneath, which I thought was cute. Lovely. Yeah, she was, I, I really, she made to be the first out on the runway as well. I think she was a very smart choice to have her first. She made a lot, like a really good impact. So next was Kiara wearing the kind of this scarecrow kind of corn. Oh, I love it. Pretty into this. This is also very much in the world of Roots the the sponsor for the challenge a, a roots you're roots. saying <laughs> i love it i think she looks like a sexy scary scarecrow that's come to life mm-hmm. like a very kind of a little vivian westwood yes yes you're so right kind of a vivian westwood scarecrow come to life i think she looked beautiful i liked her kind of i liked her rainbowy kind of dreadlocks as well that she had i thought that was such a cool hairstyle to go with it not crazy about the boots but 
I feel like, you know, a lot of them were using their own, it's, you know, it's use your own kind of footwear and that kind of stuff and wigs. So I can't be like too mad at it, mad at the kind of accessory of it all, but I liked the construction of it. I thought it was kind of like, it was fun and it was different. And I think she definitely got her represented her box. And I don't know much about her drag, but I do feel like she did that good thing where she combined the challenge and then maybe what she's all about, which is kind of fashiony. Yeah. Young. It's important. Yeah. It's like you've got to use that chat. You've got to incorporate the challenge, but also your brand. Yeah, absolutely. And then next up is Lemon. She was doing the kind of sports, the sports look with the with the shoulder pads. Yeah, and they were a little bit. I I was pretty into this look. You know, you know, I love a neon. Yeah, you know, I love a neon. You do love a they neon. They did make a good point in the critiques that you couldn't quite see all the details because she had like the gum shields and the shoes, yeah. which were pretty fun. What do you think about this one? I I was shocked that she was in the bottom for this look. Actually, I really liked it because they actually even said it in the um, in the critiques. They said that she has like an it was kind of like an anime approach. Yeah, and I really like that. I think she looks yeah like an anime sports kind of illustration. I like I like her hair. I like her makeup. I I really wasn't like bad at this one. I thought she wasn't. I didn't think she was going to win, but I certainly didn't think she deserved to be in the bottom for this look. I Agreed. felt like it was very like concise and got the message across of, of what her box was, but I thought she looked cool. I think maybe there was something in her like runway presentation that was maybe a little hesitant, perhaps. I don't know if she came out with like as much personality as some of the others. And I think maybe that's where some of the critique came from. Mm, but I, I like how she used the hockey stick as like a, a baseball bat. She's like, I don't know how to use it. Oh, that, yeah, that was <laughs> that's fun. fun. That was funny. Yeah, you're right. Always fan of a prop. If you, I mean, you got if you can use a prop, go for it. So next up was Alona. So this is this is a strange look. We still don't understand the reference point to this look. Yeah, again. I think we need to get to the bottom of like what her box truly meant. Yeah, to really understand it. I mean, it was pretty, it's a kind of fun look. We just didn't know what it was. We do you know what it is? Because we don't know the reference point, we can't re- judge whether it's good or not. Yeah, I will say I think this definitely gets her point of view across that she's kind of like a bit freaky, a bit like punk, and a bit kind of cool. Cool. I like that she's just like, yeah, I'm gonna just put some pasties on my nipples and just do like tits out, uh, no kind of illusion. She's not doing like the illusion makeup or like a, a breastplate. It's kind of just like, yeah, this yeah. is my chest. That's yeah, that's important. And also, it's important to have someone in there like that, yeah, who, who isn't breastplatey and and shaved on. Well, bits. and in the past as well, usually those queens that do the like the boy chest with like a pasty or something, they're always the very skinny queens. And I like the fact that she's not a skinny queen doing like a well, you know, I'm just doing like a concave like model chest. It's very much like. Yeah, I'm doing pasties on my real my real boy chest right. and deal she's, with it. She's got a curve, but she's not trying to be like a curvy woman. Yes, exactly. exactly it, and that, that kind of goes in with what she's saying about how she uses that, that kind of dual spirit thing, saying that she was... Because um, what what she, she said that she's um, non-binary as well. Mm. And I feel like that does play into that like in a pretty cool way. It's like, yeah, she's not, she's not going for female illusion as much as she's just doing like drag. I feel like she... Like if this show had been made five years ago, she might not have been on it. Yeah. Or it might not have been, she might not have been ready to be on it. it. Whereas like now she feels very 2020. Yeah. She's e- much easier to understand because everyone's been educated and everyone's eyes have been opened up a bit more to, yeah, just, you know, genders and all that kind of stuff. It feels, yeah, she just works now for yeah. sure. Okay. Next up was Kine. <laughs> Disco Diva, oh, gold, LeMay jumpsuit. Made me very, I mean. <laughs> when Brooklyn, when Brooklyn said, because she basically, 
she was having trouble walking in this look because she'd attached all those kind of baubles to the bottom yeah. of the jumpsuit. And, and Brooklyn Heights was like, she looks like she's just come from a grinder hookup. She's just like walking like, yeah. a, cow, like a cowboy. That really made me laugh. Yeah, it was a very awkward runway presentation. It just wasn't great. Yeah. Just some gold lame shoved on. Yeah. And I, again, I hate to, I hate to just do old references, but it was the very Milan from season five. I think it was where she did a gold disco kind of jumpsuit. And it's just also like, I'm sorry, but like a, a, a disco ball as like an, like an, an earring. Come on. Oh, you're really, really not happy about that disco ball earring, are you? Okay, next up, who did we have? And then next up was Scarlet Bobo. She's in the cowgirl look with the kind of the choppy blonde bob. Fun. I thought she kind of this actually this goes with her brand. I thought she looks she looks kind of a mess, but she looks a fun mess. Agreed. It looks like she yeah. It looks like she opened her box, dived into it, like rolled around, and then this is what she came out looking like. But. I mean that as a compliment, weirdly, rather the than judges, as an insult. But the judges weren't happy, were they? No, they, they said, were a bit like it was a bit slapdash, and it, it, what, yeah, I I agree with them, but I don't see that as a negative with her. I feel like that's her look and her brand, and it was kind of like she. I don't know. There's something about her. She just makes me smile. She makes me laugh. She gives me kind of. She, there's just yeah, something about her energy. I'm like, yeah, okay, you can look a mess, and I'm not going to be like mad at you about it. I don't know if that's really fair that I give her a pass just because there's something about her that I like. But it's a little, do you know what? It's a little like messy. Christina Aguilera stripped meets cowgirl. <laughs> the stripped cover art, you mean? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so after Scarlet Bobo was Jimbo in the rainbow look. Now, I know they like this look, and technically it's good or whatever. I just, I just don't. I'm not into this crap. I'm sorry. What is it that you don't like about it? I guess it's just a bit too clowny and colorful. And do you know what it's like? It's like when, oh, I don't want to say this as something to, I don't want to be rude to our people, but it's like when someone goes all in on a rainbow outfit. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, Brooklyn said it herself in when they were when she was on the main stage. She's, she was like happy pride, and I think there's like yes. that kind of pride queen look, which is it's very. Do you know what it is? I know exactly what it is. A pride queen look like that is for straight people. Yes, it's that's for, a queen for straight people. That, that look look, is, look for is for straight people. And also, I those think, boots, those like white latex boots that Britney could have worn in 2006. Okay. But I, I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend her and say that with a rainbow themed box. You have to just lean into it, and That's I don't true. think I don't think that she did a bad job of the look. I think the look is good. I think that your what what's what's irking you about it is that exactly that is that the, the kind of rainbow pride look is just so kind of expected that it, you instantly kind of bristle at it a little bit. But I think that I think her like wig and her makeup. I think she looks she looks beautiful and she's weird and something about see, just seeing a weirdo on the main stage just always gives me a little bit of a thrill. She's kind of, she's got an off energy that I like. I, I, I don't, I don't hate it as much as you did. I think in any other fabric, in any other color pattern, this would have been an amazing look. You're, I think you're, you're blinded by the rainbow of it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next up is Tainomi. She's in the kind of denim plaid kind of, kind of look. Um, for me, really, this is, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, this was not. Uh, this wasn't it for me. I wasn't really into it. I think. I think she looked like she rolled out of her box, but not in a good way. I was getting confused with an earlier queen. This is the look I think is a bit um, Vivian Westwood. Oh, really? Yeah. This is the one. I. I'm. I. 
yeah, one year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like this. I'm, I think there's something a little bit chic about it. I do agree. It is a little bit like I've got some pins and I've just I've shoved on some material and I've pinned it, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad for, do you know what it is for me? I see Canada. And also I see... You see her? I, yeah. Okay. Okay, I, I understand that. I think, yeah, for me, maybe I'm just like, compared to some of the other girls, for me, it's a little kind of, I've just draped a few bits of fabric around myself. And because the fabric is so distinctive, it tells the story. Whereas I feel like some of the other queens maybe told the story in a bit more of a smart way than her. I don't know. I was. I'm, it's all a little bit schlumpy-dumpy for me, especially this, this hanging kind of mittens glom thing that she's got on the side of her body as well it's just all a bit kind of bit drapey drapey for me i hear you i hear you it's drapes a (laughs) go-go i mean next let's just take a real moment to talk about boa what the fucking hell is is she dressed as this is is this is the anna green Green (laughs) the man of green gables like yes we don't understand this so we need crystal's help for this one i mean she was having fun i was having fun it's a lot of fun yeah but what's going on she looks she looks technically terrible, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like in a way that is so enjoyable that she looks fucking amazing. Her well, potato titties are funny. Like she's made her crown with potato slices on it. I mean, that's also kind of what the judges said. Yeah. It's like, like, this shouldn't work. But you're kind of great. <laughs> yeah. You look like a big old mess and I love it. There's something about this. Yeah. This is, this is one of those cases of like star power shining through a goddamn mess it's a hiding closet isn't it? <laughs> yeah or it's a bagger yeah it's a complete, bag of chips. completely completely yeah she's giving me real bag of chips vipers mm. in this actually just like trashy just hilarious yeah it really this for me this was my top look even though it's terrible it's the one i'm like never gonna forget even the picture we're looking at of her right now is she looks so triumphant yeah no one should look triumphant in that look. no she's got no right to look so confident and she fucking absolutely like served it yeah she she was my top for for sure got it um next up is juice box this is the oh, kind god. of much music oh god kind of look i mean it's just shit i'm sorry but it really is it, it the the top could have been fine with something completely different underneath they said it's too short which is right the wig's not right the, the, the makeup's not right it's just it's not great imagine imagine like okay hear me out i i think she could have done i don't know if she had it in her box but imagine if she'd done like a really cool that top with like a really cool like pair of trousers pants you know like something even if they were like a harem do you know just something like a crop top and a, and a trouser that would look very like i'm a young starlet going to like a music award yeah that would have worked much better like and i think the hair, yeah, it was just, they did say it was very like Flintstones-esque, which I is also, strange. I also struggle with any craft situation that involves breaking up a CD. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you don't watch Project Runway, but it's very, um, they do a challenge which they call the Unconventional Materials Challenge on Project Runway, which is this whole runway, in fact. And it's always someone will always break up like a smash something and then glue it all over. And actually, it usually does look really good, but this was you know, all a bit sparsely placed if and a bit strange. This had been a skin-tight, perfectly fitting Britney toxic cat suit with all those with sparkles yeah. all over it. Amazing. And then like a long, like a like a center part, like long blonde wig that she could have like tossed around. Exactly. Although you said you didn't like her makeup. I really, really like Juicebox's makeup. You like I think, the freckles. I love those freckles she does over her nose. I think she looks like adorable. I, I'm actually like super into her makeup look. I liked it in every look that she did in the first episode, actually. Okay. But yeah, it's it's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate look, and I feel bad for her because I really like her, which is kind of a shame. 
Uh, next up is Priyanka. Priyanka, uh, she's wearing the nautical yes. uh, catch of the day look. I, this, this made me laugh when she came out. She has like, she just looks, it's so dumb and fun. I also think it, it's, uh, it's what, in all seriousness, it's like Miss America nautical theme. Yeah. Um, but she is glammy and she is quite showgirly. So glammy. it fits glammy. <laughs> so it's shit. It's shit. It's shit. Say that again. It suits who she is, yeah. her brand, but also it works well with the challenge. So yeah, and she bought she bought that kids children's TV host TV presenter energy as well to the runway, which I appreciated. It's just very like kind of starry, and she just has that kind of she has that confidence. I don't know. I like I like Priyanka. I'm like I've got my eye on her. I'm like okay, yeah. she's just, she's simmering in the background. Uh, and then finally was Rita Rita Bagger doing her Quebecois. Quebec foie yeah. kind of look. This look, it, it was it looked it was great. Um, I, the thing is, I, and I had the prop of the cheese. Yeah, very into that. I loved her. She was shivering as she walked. Yeah, her like the way she had all the snow on her face was stunning. Right. However, if you're gonna do a reveal, the thing you reveal has to be better than what you wore before. Yeah, she. I think that I think she could have done the reveal later on. And walked out in that dress. That that mini that mini dress is like fine. It's it's nice, but it's not nice. It's bad. That's a really bad dress. It it, it, it definitely de- devalued for me the beginning look, which was a pure like oh wow. You were like oh, fuck. She's like an ice queen, ice princess. It could have just been something different underneath would have made me happier. Yeah. But I do. I I'll give it to her. I see why she was the top. I I get it. I t- totally. She looked very. There was a reveal. There was a prop. There was a whole. There was like a, a story, when they even said as well, didn't they, that she's that, that the, the Quebec the Quebec kind of scene is very campy, old old school drag, that kind of fun. It's very like I think Crystal. I think when when Crystal was describing it, when I saw her describing it um, before, it's very kind of to put it in UK terms, that very like pub drag. It's mm. very like old school fun. They know how to like work a crowd because they used to like drunk people just heckling them. Yeah, I don't know. I. I I, I I like that a bit of respect went to like a campy seasoned queen in the first episode rather than a young upstart like fashion queen. I'm like, okay, we're looking at we're we're looking at, you know, some of the older queens being like solid contenders, which I liked. Got it. So yeah, so she we get to uh, that's the whole runway. So we get to the critiques. Obviously, um Safe was Anastasia, Kiara, Alona, Scarlett, Tainomi, and Priyanka. So do you agree with the bottom queens, which is Lemon, Kine, and Juicebox? I do as the bottom three. However, I think the bottom two, um, this one, <laughs> lemon, lemon shouldn't have been in the bottom. Yeah, two. I, I agree. I think it should have been juice box and kind in the bottom I two, agree. but I, I do. I think that they did a good job of putting kind in the bottom three. Cause she gave them that she did the attitude to the judges, which is always such like a, a delicious moment on drag race when it's like, you're getting your critiques and you start being shitty about it. Yeah. Being really short and snippy with the judges. It's, it's, it's a terrible choice to make, but it's so fun to watch. Cause I, it's like, uh Oh, I also think it would be slightly unfair to win the first challenge and then be eliminated the next challenge in episode one. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not unheard of. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But uh, what to win the mini challenge and then get eliminated. Yeah. yeah. But that's also a good, that's just good for story to have her win the mini challenge, be full of herself and then be critiqued in the bottom three for sure. But here's the thing. I also think you, as you were saying, the producers might have had a little bit of a fiddle here yeah. because 
um, Kine is a character that you want in causing some trouble for a few episodes. Absolutely. I call shenanigans on, on, her, on her, her kind of trajectory. But I will say, in general, I think the one who went, Juice Box, she should have gone. Yeah. She deserved to. So no matter who's in the bottom two, yeah. Juice Box deserved uh, yeah, to go. I agree. The, the lip sync itself that they did, they were both actually pretty good. Neither of them knew the words. And I'm sorry, a song where half of the words are just the word really. I really, 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 yeah. really. Just learn those reallys. Well, what did you what did you think of the tops real quick? So that's Jimbo, Boa, and Rita. You you weren't happy with um with Jimbo being in the top with the rainbow look. I know that. Yeah. I, I, I still I still agree. I think it was I think it was fun and I think it deserved to be there. Uh, Boa obviously you know, we've we've discussed her. She's she, our top. She deserved to be there, even though she looked awful. And Rita, obviously, winner of the challenge. Yeah, she had she had her issues. I think maybe Jimbo could have been um, replaced with this queen lady in the scarecrow look. I've forgotten her name already. <laughs> Is it Tainomi? I think. Yeah, I think it's Tainomi. I, I would have been happy to see that kind of scarecrow look. Or perhaps you thinking maybe Anastasia could have also been in the top with yeah. that beautiful padded look yeah i think maybe jimbo could have been replaced with one of those queens because i liked those two looks so much i agree but i'm Uh, I'm fine with the winner yeah i'm I'm those top three i'm like okay it was a good solid like showing of what of where we were at with the judging as well i felt Mm -hmm. like it gave a good message for that i tell you what just going back to the song they sang for the lip sync i am worried that they they really because they used up a carly ray jepson song too early in a season (laughs) it kind of shows that carly ray is not gonna appear you don't think she's gonna be on it (laughs) So I'm like, come on, she, you got to book her if you're doing Canada. Yeah. Come on. Well, um, just before they got to the, the lip sync, what did you think of uh, Kine's behavior in the workroom? So they went back to the workroom and kind of discussed the tops and the bottoms with the safe queens. What did you think about her kind of, they got her saying over and over again, like, I'm in the bottom and she's in the top talking That's about right. Boa. And I was like, oh, not a good look. Not yeah. a look, good look, girl. Again, that plays into what we're saying about her being a good cast member who can stir up some trouble yeah. and cause some moments. Yeah. I, I, I see her going in, in like episode three. Yeah. She's, she's, she's not, she's not long for this world, but I definitely think I'm happy to have her around for a bit of drama because I like that. I like her kind of messy energy. Um, so yeah, obviously that we come back to the main stage. Rita Bagger wins the $5,000 shopping spree from Roots. Um, Boa and Jimbo are safe. And then Juicebox and Lemon go into the lip sync. So yeah, it was Carly Rae Jepsen's I really, 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 really like you. Really? I, I think you're right. It was, there definitely was some issues with, with, um, both, both of them not quite hitting the lyrics. There was some, some flubs. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was unquestionable really that lemon was bringing more to the lip sync than juice box was mm-hmm. and then i felt i felt bad for juice box because she had that panic attack on the main oh, stage yeah, I forgot about the panic and attack. It, 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 it looked real it wasn't i know and also like yes it must be so stressful yeah. doing this show and also when you you're in episode one and yeah. you know you're failing that must be crippling yeah i really i i i was I completely was with her on every step of that. I didn't, it didn't feel fake. It didn't feel like a drama moment. It was like, oh, she's actually truly having a panic attack. And I felt sorry. I didn't like that. And that shout, out to the, shout out to the crew member who came on stage in like a giant puffy jacket. Yeah, wrapped her in a blanket and yeah. gave her some water. Clearly how cold that studio yeah, is. Love it, that. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, yeah, it means that uh, Lemon, Lemon did a better job. She did, she did the splits. She, she was just, she bought a couple of they did showed her doing a bit more fun moments as well i think that she played with the lyrics a little bit more as well just felt like you could see juice box kind of she just couldn't quite get there and i think maybe that having that panic attack 
kind of put her off a little bit as well, which was sad. So yeah, it was it was a sad it was a sad lip sync because I liked both of them a lot. But you know, it was inevitable that Lemon was gonna was gonna stay, and we had to say goodbye to Juicebox. And I appreciated that when she said goodbye, she dropped the C bomb. Yeah, she did. I'm like, oh, okay, I actually wasn't expecting that from you. Good work. Appreciated yeah. that. And then I will say that Miss Miss Vanjie did set Miss Vanjie and obviously Porkchop from season one of Drag Race, who is just constantly a, a, a cast member. You know, sets the tone of like if you're the first off of, of Drag Race, sometimes that can be that can be to your advantage. Like totally. you're just like goodbye. Yeah, the fact she dropped a C bomb that really really made me laugh. Really, really, really made me laugh. So that was episode one. That was episode one. Right. We're going to do some special technical trickery and we're going to get Crystal from UK Drag Race on the phone because she's Canadian and she's going to explain a few things for us. Let's try it. Okay. Through the wonders of technology, all the way from the UK, although she's Canadian and she's speaking to us in America, but we're Scottish and English. Oh God, what's going on? (laughs) We have Crystal... Hello. Hi. Hi, Crystal. International superstars everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where we're from and where we live? So confusing. Before we get Who into cares? it. Who cares? Before we get into it, what are you eating and drinking right now? Because I know because of that time difference, babes. It's like <laughs> it's coming up for 10 p.m. What's Crystal? What's Crystal supping on? <laughs> well, I've just done um, uh, a bit of a misfire of an Instagram live and... Um, <laughs> And so I'm having a piece of cake to make myself feel better. Ooh. So that's really nice. A bit of carrot cake. Oh, lovely. And then I've got an Aperol spritz as well because... Because you live in Europe. You live in Europe. Got to have the Aperol spritz now. It's summer. (laughs) So... It's actually pissing it down here too. So it's really not Aperol spritz weather. But I'm... You know what? I'm in a basement. So who cares? (laughs) Pissing it down. Translation for our US audience. It's raining. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so drag race canada it started it's happening now obviously you're canadian but you're on drag race uk how do you feel about drag race canada uh well i mean i'm always excited to have more drag race to watch um i was worried beforehand because i was like oh, do we have too much drag race but i've watched it now and I just, I felt like I was wrapping myself in a lovely warm duvet watching that episode. It was so yes. nice. And I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to have all of these quirky Canadian queens in the Pantheon. Yeah, I, I, I'm so with you on that. I was like, I was like, oh God, can I take this with all stars and everything? But I was like, hey, it, it felt like watching your season of, of UK Drag Race for me. I had the That's- same feeling where I was like, oh, wow, I got like a jolt. Yeah, I feel I felt exactly the same way. There were lots there were lots of moments that the formula changed just enough that I was like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and, um, and also just yeah, it just had like a rawness to it that I think we haven't that Drag Race UK also had and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know, maybe it also feels like they're like maybe the entire world feels like they're underdogs in the same way that they probably also did feel about Drag Race UK, so we're all feeling a bit more like protective and nurturing. Mm, you're, you are, you're so right i had a much i had a much more like favorable reaction to everyone even the people i didn't like i was like well i still was rooting for them which is somehow mm-hmm. with 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 regular drag race i think we all get a bit hard to it where we're like we're like no no bad queen uh, not funny no yeah, no whereas exactly <laughs> or like you should know better by now and yeah. like those we yeah we can kind of forget all of that for this yeah it was scrappy in a way that i love because yeah they're, they're on the first season of this great show, so 
we can just be really happy and excited for them and forgive a lot of yeah bad behavior so obviously episode one and it's a whole new season it's a whole new country we've got we've some, we've got some questions because turns out despite doing this show we're not canadian <laughs> turns, so, out. turns out and it turns out watching one episode of drag race canada does not make you a canadian <laughs> oh okay noted um what <laughs> What is, like, in your opinion, because episode one's all about getting to know the queens and their background, what's kind of the difference between, like, Vancouver queens versus Montreal queens and Toronto queens? Quebec. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Good question. I would say um, that Vancouver is, like, the Vancouver is the West Coast. So I would say Vancouver is very San Francisco in the drag, in terms of drag. Okay. Um, so that's where you'd probably find the biggest uh, like concentration of alt- alternative queens. It's like the East London of the drag scene. Okay. Um, I mean, that's like painting it with a broad stroke, obviously, but mm-hmm. you'd probably also have like the LA sort of stuff, but it's a, it's a small city. So it's got, it's kind of got that like Portland feel, I guess. Okay. Mm. That makes you sense. You know what I mean? Got it. Got it. Um, so yeah, that's Vancouver. And then Montreal Montreal is obviously a special case because it's predominantly French Canadian and most of the drag there is French Canadian. And I used to go to drag shows when I lived in Montreal all the time and I they and I would not I wouldn't understand any of it, but I would just really enjoy it. <laughs> I have like no watching, idea what's going on. Like yeah. watching a beautiful uh, French film. Yeah, except it's not beautiful because it's very it's very like um cabaret British pub sort of drag. Right. So it's very like Waka Waka. Um, <laughs> this time for you know, Africa, Shakira. Your, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Waka Waka, smack your tit. Different, right. different Waka Waka. Oh, like a glue? Yeah. That very, kind of thing. Yeah, like, very that. Feather boa, feather boa and like screaming feather at an audience. Boa, sequin dressed to the floor, Shirley yeah. Bathy number, except it was yes! like a, a Celine number. Yes. I am not um, mad at that. And then Toronto, no, what's going on there? So Toronto is, is like the big city. So Toronto is the London, it's the New York. So it's got like, it's got some of everything. And, uh, I would say it's where all of the, like the famous, like sceny Canadian Queens are from like the ones that have like managed to make a mark around the country. They're probably all live there. And it's really, it's like a really competitive scene. So you've Mm -hmm. got to be really good basically. Uh, so you're probably like, you're probably a really good dancer or like a really good performer if you live in Toronto. Um, I'm not, I'm, this is just a question and it, it may not be, it may not be the right kind of question. It's just but, a personal question. <laughs> yeah, I just want to ask you some, question. just how you doing? No, no, no. Um, Nine inches. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know, like before, obviously um, when, when the show, when the, like meet the queen started, were there any Queens that you, that you personally like, had no from like the drag scene in Canada like you've seen them perform was there anyone that you were like oh wow they're on amazing or you know was it all a surprise uh before the before the season aired no I before the season taped I didn't know any of them okay Um, but I obviously went and did a little cameo so then I met a few of them on set sure did so and so I met some of them on set and then I did some shows in Canada a few months later and I got to hang out with a few of them then. Oh, so nice. So I've since like got to know a few of them, but um oh. before like I had never performed in Canada before <gasps> uh before like the end of last year. So 
Like to That's me, awesome. Canadian drag is a bit of a mystery as well, which is quite nice. <laughs> That's cool. Wait, and where, by the way, where did they film this show? Where in Canada is it? In Ontario. Ah, Whereabouts in Ontario? Like, like outside Toronto. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That was just like a, a suburb question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, we love production questions. What kind of cameras did they have? Um, <laughs> How was the catering? <laughs> okay, but we do have some very sp- Canadian-specific questions. Okay, I'm, they're all over the place. Okay, at one point, instead of squirrel friends, they say caribou booze. What's that about? Oh. Do you not so oh, at the, the, ju- like, the, the, the judges say that. Yeah. yeah, just between us, caribou booze. I like, what? I guess it's just a, it's just a joke about caribous do you know what a caribou is no oh like fine okay so yeah a caribou is like a, a it's like a small moose <laughs> oh okay it's like it's like a deer-sized moose god i'm glad you put it into perspective with deer because i'm very well acquainted <laughs> with their size right. <laughs> Wait, I, um, <laughs> i'm sure it's its own thing but i don't know if it's like because aren't moose related to like camels <laughs> <laughs> aren't uh, aren't we're not, we're in not, the same family? This is in Drag Race Egypt. What we would don't know? What okay. would the UK? So that, that makes it. But like, what would the UK equivalent? So obviously, he's like saying squirrel friends in the US. They're like caribou boos. <laughs> what would be the UK? Is that like a badger? <laughs> just between us, yes. badger badgers. Pack of badgers. <laughs> just yeah. between us, pack of badgers. Or some something about um, not. Oh, what are those little spiky things you guys have? You know, the little hedgehogs. 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 Hedge honeys. <laughs> Just between us, hedge honeys. Hedge honeys. Between us, hedgehoggies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you gave any of us a couple minutes, we'd come up with a good one. But Yeah, we've already... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, we, we've got some more clear specific questions. Like we, we really enjoyed Boa in episode one, but we've got many questions about her, her Man of Green Gables outfit. What was that? Oh. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Well, are you, are you familiar with Man of Green Gables? I've heard Just, of it. But name recognition only. Exactly. I know it's like a children's right. okay. story. Yeah, so it's a like beloved children's story, and like across North America, it is like one of the best known children's stories of all time when you say north america do you just mean canada no i don't because it's it is massive in america and um and as a result prince edward island which is where it's based is like a tourist hub for americans and people Ah. come and people think it's a real story so they come and they've got a replica of her house and people think it's the real house but it's like it's all (laughs) fiction but but people really have this like affinity to the story. Um, so that's, that is Anne of Green Gables. It's like a, I think it's like 19th century, like kind of quaint, like one room schoolhouse sort of vibe. A plucky young girl who, uh, I think she was an orphan and then, you know, she has to take care of the family. So, you yeah, know, that kind of thing. That's great, but once again, what was that outfit about? Because none of the words <laughs> well, you've just used to describe that situation are ever right. in this outfit. <laughs> so I think the ribbons... Uh, oh, God. I mean, I don't know. I just saw it and, and really did think Anne of Green Gables, but <laughs> why? Oh, I know why. I know why. Because she was wearing the signature Anne of Green Gables hats on her tits. Those are hats. We thought they were. Those are hats. 
We thought they were like yeah. I also at first thought they were potatoes, but like they're two, two like, jacket potatoes. <laughs> yeah, they're straw hats. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, and then she's also kind of she's wearing the signature Anna Green Gables red hair. Yeah. And then potatoes. PEI is famous for potatoes. It's basically like all of all they produce there, oh. and everyone in Canada eats Prince Edward Island potatoes. Right. It's a. Uh... Okay, okay, now I understand. So, and Anna Green Gables <laughs> is set in Prince Edward Island, and they're famous for potatoes, and and green because maybe Irish, don't yeah. know. Well, also and Green then, Gables, green. Yeah, yeah, that's literal. Green Gables, and then Green Ribbons, I don't know, like, maybe she w- wins Green Gables. Green ribbons in the story. I mean, I don't know. What, whatever it was, I fucking loved it. I love Boas yeah. so much. Yeah. Oh, what an I energy. Mean, that, I do really feel like she got the like, she got the bagger. Yes. She got the bagger pass. Yes. In that because like, it. We can all agree, it wasn't <laughs> that good. Yeah, no, she looked terrible, but she just, <laughs> she just was like, like, fine. I was like, you're a star. I'll accept it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, High what? kicks, death drops, splits, <laughs> pussy pops. I do none of it. <laughs> that that made me laugh so much. Me too. It was what a what an entrance line. Yeah. And what I mean, was there anything else in the episode that you thought, oh, that's very Canadian, and we might have missed? Ooh. There was uh, the, loon, the, the loons. The the loons. Oh, the loons. Loons. The loon, loons are probably like the national bird, or they're just like they're really. They must be the national bird, but right. it's it's a. They're kind of geese like. <laughs> they look a bit like geese. You're very good at comparing animals to other animals. We do appreciate <laughs> yeah, but, animal translations you do. Okay, so, okay. So picture like a small goose that's black and white. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love uh, it. They make that noise. That did they did they do a loon call? Yeah, the they did. They did. Yeah, <laughs> that sounded like a turkey. But I. Like turkey. But um, they make us really like specific sound, right? And they are on the back of our one dollar coin. Ah, okay. So uh, that's why the one dollar coin is called a loony. Ah, one dollar coin. And, that really is the perfect blend of america and the uk isn't it a one dollar coin it just yeah. it's so mind-blowing yeah and then and then because of that then we have a two dollar coin and because canadians are really that basic that's called a toonie and also they, <laughs> I love the, they love the you know the canadians love the ooh as well so yeah like, it means that yeah. makes sense yeah. oh wow we're rich you know what we're really breaking down cultures right now everyone <laughs> You are very welcome, audience. Um, was, I was, think, the thing, sorry, I think the thing that felt Canadian about it that, like, I don't know if you would have picked on it, but it just, it had a real, like, heart. And and it was, and the heart was very much non-sarcastic. Like, yes. compared to Drag Race UK, it's got a sincerity. Yes. That doesn't, like, need to doesn't feel the need to make fun of itself and and as an as an expat canadian i find that really cringe because whenever mm. i see a, a new canadian to the uk i'm like oh my god you're so earnest right but, like that is very canadian to be earnest it, it, it does i thought it i think it does work as a if you put uk 
America and Canada Drag Race and you compare them all in that way, it does, it has a bit of both. I think it has the, the heart and sincerity of US Drag Race, but there is that UK, just that slight edge that I enjoyed of like a cheekiness that I felt like yes. they felt a bit freer than the American. Yes, I queens. think you're right. The cheekiness is definitely there definitely feel that throughout. We also appreciated, and we don't know if this is a Canadian thing, but the judges sitting on what looked like black computer chairs. Oh my God. We could see those for a lot. <laughs> and every now and again, we could see the, the ceiling of the studio. The I, black ceiling of the I kept studio. saying, I kept saying chair, chair. I was like, why are they on office chairs? I didn't notice, but uh, I will it's, now. It's all its all you will see when the judges, they're just wheeling around on off black office chairs. So, so we're talking like quite a short back. Like yes. a short-backed office chair. <laughs> but, but, oh. you know, ergonomic. Or ergonomic. Ergonomic. Just to help them, you know what I mean? Like, give them that support they need. But, yeah, I do. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. I felt, I, I felt like I saw it with um, when Juicebox, we talked about this just uh, on the recap, but when Juicebox had the panic attack on the runway, I felt like it was treated very respectfully and not like, you know, it wasn't like, dun, 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 and like, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't overplay it in either direction. It was just like, oh, she's having a panic attack. Totally. Okay, now yeah. she's better. It was nice. Yeah, I think I think it's actually like that was a a really amazing thing. I I've watched it twice, and the first time I watched it, I kind of forgot that happened because they handled mm-hmm. it so. I think they just handled it so well. Yeah, like any other any other series or in the American series, you can really imagine them making that into a big storyline. Yeah, being like, and, oh, she can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, and I just like that they were like, no, she can handle it. She's just like it's. Why doesn't that happen more often? Is really yeah. frustrating. Yeah, that's what we said. We were, we were like, it's fucking terrifying. Like, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, well, you know more yeah. than more than us. I mean, because you cried, didn't you, when you were on the show? I never cry. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I, I, and I am not a crier. I'm like an emotionless piece of marble. But uh, they, they got me. <laughs> yeah, and it will. It gets to you. Yeah. Um, we noticed as well for next week's challenge did a preview and they called they referenced heritage minutes what's that yeah oh okay how to explain this uh, so heritage these they were they were commercials that ran in our childhood and they were paid for by like a I don't think it was government but like a heritage society like a historical society and they were one minute adverts that talked about different like Canadian historical moments. Ah. Um, and there were, there were probably about a hundred of them, but they, they would play every ad break and <laughs> um, you would have seen every single one of them hundreds of times, <laughs> hundreds of times. And the thing is with them that they were really camp as well. Like, and every now and then there'd be an actor that like ended up making it and you'd be like, oh, isn't that that guy from the Heritage Minute? <laughs> um, but they would talk about things like the the invention of uh, basketball, which it turns out happened in Canada, or, oh. um, or how they invented the Zamboni, or how women got the right <laughs> to vote, or... Um, oh, sorry, sorry, the Zamboni. I, I love just, the word Zamboni. I love that. For any, <laughs> any UK listeners, that's just like a kind of ice smoothing machine. Yes, for ice rinks. Yeah. For ice rinks, yeah. the Zamboni. Yeah, it's, uh, it smooths it smooths the ice. <laughs> to smooth that ice. Oh, I love that. So... <laughs> So when it so when they do that challenge next week, it's I like that it's one of those. So is it like seared into every Canadian's mind from their childhood? Completely, just like, and you uh, could you could say it in a crowded room, like one of the quotes from it, and every <laughs> single person in the room would know what like, you were talking about. I guess. Like what, can you give us a quote, like an example? Um, 
is this normal? And that would be the the female MP campaigning to end uh, the injustices happening in the prison system. And she used a strap on the desk of the of the of the office to be like, "Do you see what they're going through?" Um, Ooh, imagine doing like, in drag. I, I can see it. I yeah, get it. well, it's, they're all very draggy. Like <laughs> lots of lots of them about like women getting the vote or women being allowed to go to school or. Um, oh, awesome! Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, I'll try and I'll try and send you some because I think yes, <laughs> there are some ones that are just like so. That'll get us like primed and prepped for the next episode as well. I'd, I'd really. I think we need it. Crystal's notes. Uh, I, I already. I already know which ones that they're mocking as well. So I'll definitely. Um, I'll definitely share those. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay, I've I've a shady question for you. When you do make an appearance later on in the season, when you came out to the workroom, did they know who you were? <laughs> oh my god! Because so rude. Like, because the thing, like the judges when they came out and everyone could have went, ah, made that noise. I'm like, do you all really, really? Are they all the know them. Oh, really? You're such, you're such a hater. They knew them. Okay, Crystal, what about you? Uh, uh, so I had that concern because actually uh, our series hadn't finished airing when uh, I went. And so I I checked that with them like when I got there. Uh, but they had had four episodes of our series before, okay. before they went in or something like that or three or something. So okay. they knew they knew enough to know that they should know me and the ones who didn't <laughs> clapped along anyway. Oh, okay. I, that, that's one of my favorite moments in Drag Race. And they're like, in, and yeah. like back in the day where they were like, this is so-and-so from this cable show. And they're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I think I have a feeling we're going to get a bit more of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but well, did, mean, did you guys know who, like, obviously you'd never heard of Stacey McKenzie. No, okay. she was she was we the one I heard of Stace. She's the one I didn't know, but I knew Jeffrey Boyer Chapman from Drag yeah. Race uh, US and because I used to watch Unreal and I yeah. am like a happy endings like super stan, so I knew who Alicia Cuthbert was and I used to watch Twenty Four, so I know who she is. She's the girl next door. Was she, was she in Twenty Four? Yeah, she was Jack Bauer's daughter in Twenty Four. Of course she was. Kim. Kim Bauer. And she, and she also has a cameo in the worst movie of all time. Um Love Actually. Uh, Love actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's one of the sexy Americans. Yeah, yeah she's sexy American. <laughs> I, um, I love Alicia I Cuthbert. She did a great job, Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah, I, I did too. She was. It was weird having her on the like when when she came out on the main stage and started doing the lines. I was like, "What's happening? What yeah. is, what's going on?" And and I was like, "Actually, this is quite nice." Yeah, it took the pressure off everyone else. Like, yeah, yeah. We, you know what I mean, if everyone gets a go, everyone gets a shot we, at doing it. We were saying that um, we were saying that it takes the pressure off Brooke because it was like it wasn't just going to be like, oh, Brooke is being rude and everyone's going to like rip her apart. It was more like, no, 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 someone's fresh is going to come out every week and you may like yeah. them or may, you may not, but at least you you can't just rip Brooke apart for trying to be RuPaul, yes. which I appreciated yeah. a lot. I thought Brooke did yeah. an amazing job. She's funny. She's really funny. I'm very attracted um, to her out of drag as well and in drag. Excuse me. The, the end. Goodbye. It's okay to say just the one. <laughs> before we wrap up with you, is there anything that you any, any other note you want to give us on episode one, and anything you can tease about the forthcoming episode, bearing in mind that you pop up? Um, let me consult my notes. <laughs> she, has, she has notes. I love this. 
Um, well, these are all like recappy notes, so you probably don't want any of these. We've, yeah, we've, we've all recap. Yeah, we've done a good old recap. Anything really Canadian, always happy. Or, or if you if you feel comfortable talking about like who you felt like stood out in the first episode, that's that's completely that would be a nice thing to get. But only if you feel like it's d- being done in a way that's respectful and nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's yeah. Talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so do, who was your kind of let's let's talk episode one. Who was your standout? Who are your standout queens? So, uh, Jimbo off the bat. What an what an entrance. What an impression. Um, <laughs> yeah. My kind of queen. Dark Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Just like, just so many, so many moments that you're like, what is happening? And and are you okay? Like it's it was it was really really great. I've, I really felt like Jimbo and I would make beautiful, um, mm. beautiful drag music together. I was <laughs> I really I could, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> um, Priyanka, you can tell, has had loads of... I don't know if Priyanka says that in this episode, but I know from meeting her that she used to work in children's TV. Yes, that did get brought up, yeah. Right. So you can tell, and yeah. like, what an advantage... Yeah, she's just, got, so right. she's just got so much energy, yeah, and, um, and I think that's really fab for the show. Um, uh, what, about, what about Martin Ben's queen Boa? I love Boa. Yeah, I love Boa. but like Boa just clearly has great personality, and I like that they're giving Boa a bit of an underdog. Sort yeah. Of standing no one no one expected her to do well, and that was really <laughs> satisfying. But and then finally, I I lived for Kine like. I Ooh. I don't know if you I don't know if you um follow Kine on any social media but like she is so so funny and oh. she's so so clever like I think this I think this kid is a genius she's a mathematician so she she <gasps> she does all of these TikToks where she explains mathematical equations and specifically <laughs> statistics while in drag and like <laughs> makes it fun and specifically awesome. things like the COVID spikes or like uh, Trump supporters or things like that. And she just tears people to shit using statistics <laughs> in drag. Or And then today I saw she put out a video of her playing Bad Guy by Billie Eilish on the flute to, for all of her haters. <laughs> so she's also a flautist as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, she... Um, She's getting the villain edit, but she's not getting like a bad villain edit. I think she's a funny villain. I like enjoy exactly. her villainous edit. It's a good one. Yeah, and you could you could tell she's playing up to it a bit too. Like, yeah. and I think all of the villainy that you saw in Untucked was like mostly banter that the queens were yes. having. Yes, um, there, there definitely wasn't like a nasty edge to her villain edit. It was fun. No, but and like, yeah, if you think that you did really well, and then the judges say to you, "We hate it." You you know you might you might react a bit badly like and so it's um it's kind of understandable that she kind of gave them a bit of lip yeah fair enough um, but I also thought her outfit was quite good like the balls falling off wasn't ideal but like, <laughs> oh I'm sorry I'm in heavy disagreement with you when, when... heavy heavy disagreement the balls <laughs> falling off were, were, I, I love that when when she when she had to pick them up when she was safe that, that made was me the cackle best. yeah just they took all this they took all the music out and started her scrabbling around on the ground picking up balls <laughs> between that and Juicebox getting her ring stuck in her tights I just yeah. felt 
I felt like I was at every drag show I've ever been to. <laughs> totally. Well, actually, speaking of, while we have you, we want is a how how's Mariah and friends going? Any nights or anything you want to plug? Any projects you've got coming up, Crystal? Well, you know, you know, we're all just busy in the clubs these days. So, so <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, we we did a really fab pride special recording and it's shot beautifully and edited beautifully and there are tickets on sale so you can buy a ticket to watch it um so yeah i would recommend checking it out it's called mariah and friends digital pride and that's friends with a z nice and where can we get the link is that on your instagram um yes <laughs> Basically, look, everyone, look. You can just find it. Do a Google of Mariah and Friends yeah. with a Z and you'll just find it, okay? You'll it's called find the internet. It. Just yeah. do a search. <laughs> How, well, I mean, before we wrap up, I mean, it is a, it's a bit of a weird time for everyone for many reasons, but also for Queens because, you're, like you say, you're so used to performing in clubs. You've done the digital Mariah and Friends. You know, I know you're doing uh, some work for the BBC, um, for Drag Race Canada. Um, anything else coming up? Any other excitement coming our way, our Canadian queen? Ooh, uh, oh, uh, I don't know. I've, uh, to be honest with you, I have stopped getting excited about things because I just it just leads to heartbreak in these oh. Corona times. Oh. Yeah. So I, I'm working. I'm working like a week, a week ahead right now because okay. um, I think we all had so much cancelled, and that's not just a drag queen situation that everyone in the world um so i'm just like you know what what's next and i'm working on a really short-term basis so yeah i'm doing some fab filming for um the bbc for for canada's drag race as a as an official canadian correspondent and i'm doing lots of you know fun social media things and lots of things that are keeping me busy and i'm having actually a really nice time but yeah, Every, it's everyone like, everyone has to check out that Mariah and Friends Pride. I the the way that final number was shot was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, considering mm-hmm. it was oh, done within <laughs> within these conditions. It was so good. I loved it. Thank you. Oh. But I think we can all agree that we just want to get back to a really dark, loud club with people sweating on us. With sweat just dripping down the walls and like bits yeah. of glitter in the eye. Ben and I had a yeah. Ben and I had a long discussion on the way up to Palm Springs uh, where we we're recording about the, the East London days because we were listening to a Khalees album and we were like, we just want to do shots oh. in East London and dance to Khalees. What, what was the song? Uh, acapella. 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 <laughs> do a shot of vodka and drink my pint of Strongbow out of the can. Oh, wow. Memories. <laughs> oh. TBT. Memories. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on and helping us work yeah. out what on Earth was going on in episode one of Drag Race uh, <laughs> Canada. It's just, as we as we say, it's good to have an actual Canadian yeah, on board. Yeah, thank, so you, thank so you, much. you so much. Thank you for your time. You, we really, really appreciate pleasure. it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to listen to the rest of the season. Yes! <laughs> Enjoy, guys. Thank Thanks. you so much. Bye. 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 Right, that is it for this week's episode of Canada's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. Thanks so much to Crystal for just popping in. Yeah. Uh, be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Canada's Drag Race Season 1. So for Fraser and myself, we'll see you next time. You're, You're welcome. welcome.